Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, it's Tommy Angelica's on her honeymoon And I'm Uncle Phil And you are listening to Real Real Talk. Talk Today is a very exciting day Because we have our very first special guest for the new season With our new video component You loved her on BB21 She is the mother manifester my best friend inside and outside of the house. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Miss Christy Murphy. Yay! Hey, guys. <laughs> I'm very, very honored that you selected me as your first video guest. I'm honored. I'm excited to be here. This is this is awesome. We love you, Chris. Thanks. Thanks for dealing with, you know, we're, we're working at the kinks still, so... Uh, it's not easy, but <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if we're ever so going to not work out the kinks. Where do we even begin? You're watching Big Brother. You haven't watched in a while. What I mean, one of the uh, questions yeah. that somebody asked was, "What? Why weren't you watching for a bit?" So yeah, so I I did take a little bit of a break. I watched 22, 23. Um, the only reason I didn't watch 24 was because the day that it aired. I was arriving in Europe. I was on my two week honeymoon. And I mean, realistically, I wasn't going to like watch it on my honeymoon. My full intentions were to come back and then watch. But then I was like reading and catching up and it just seemed like very messy, a lot of drama. And like, you know me, like I'm very blunt how I feel about Big Brother. Like I like the game, the game, the game, the game, the strategy. And I felt like the first two weeks were full of like a lot of stuff that wasn't related to the game. And I had no interest and I was just like, you know what? I think this is my sign to take a little break. I was like, it just wasn't my season to watch. So uh, I felt like stupid. We were at an event recently and like the when we did the lip sync battle and all BB24 people were there. And I swear to you, I literally dodged making <laughs> eye contact with any of them because I didn't know any of their names. And I felt like bad being like, oh, hi, like, I don't know you. Like, I, and I, I just didn't want to like disrespect anyone. So I literally just beat it out of there. But, um, but I'm back. I'm watching this season and I'm so into it, like more yeah. into it than and um it's good to be back <laughs> you definitely should go back and watch 24 on your own time it did start off rough for sure but it got really 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 good i mean you know what happens taylor's incredible but also we spoke about this quickly you gotta watch michael play michael was so incredible mm-hmm. i actually think he's my favorite big brother player of all time now yeah he's incredible so you definitely should go back and watch for sure um, I think like maybe one of these days I will because I feel like after the season is over I'm gonna have like that. Yeah, um, I get like addicted. Like, yeah, feel hooked again and maybe just like want to fill my time. So may- maybe I will. Yeah, um, it's true that you know we love the drama when it goes t- when it comes to game. But something that I learned after our experience is that Big Brother is like you know you hear all the time it's a social experiment, but I never realized what that meant i guess until we finished i think i always just like thought of it as a hardcore game like you know that's what it was all about for both of us but big brother's just as much about society as it and like the social issues in in our world and bringing those to light it's just as much about that as it is about the game 
is what I've learned at least since we finished. I kind of wish that like I knew more how the season went because like I feel like her winning, Taylor winning is such like a victorious like I know that she was kind of like the underdog because she was like nominated a whole bunch of times right and then like one block so I kind of I kind of wish I did know more of the context of how she became the winner because I'm sure it was like super inspiring and everything and I do agree with what you're saying that like Big Brother is a lot more like you know it does involve like society issues and this and that but you know I'm like I'm like a season one like OG like from the beginning and I do feel like the game has changed so much since the beginning um i do feel like bb23 had to happen like i almost feel like you know after our experience i feel like bb23 was like there was a purpose and it was meant to be that and it was like this this something was achieved that we never saw before on on big brother and but i do feel like now like going forward i do hope that the game is still integral and 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 like the things that we love about big brother are still you know, kept alive. Like it is cutthroat. It should be cutthroat. Mm-hmm. Like Heisem said something this week about like, um, yeah, well, you know, we all know that like people don't get to the end and win, but big brother by lying. And I'm like, dude, what? Like, have you watched big brother? Have you met, like, have you heard of Dan Giesling? Like that is how you win. You have to lie. You're playing yeah. big brother. So, you know, like, I don't know. I- I'm all about integrity. So, you know, one of the things that I always criticize is the game has changed because of social media, right? Mm. In today's world, Kent and and, um, was a bunkie, they wouldn't be friends because Kent would have been in trouble for saying the things he was saying, but they ended up being friends. And that was part of the reason for it. You go on a show, you meet people that you never would have known, and then you see, you know what? We're kind of alike. I hear that, but I just think, my, like, at least my perspective is that I didn't realize that social media is. I mean, you're right; it changed the game, but I almost don't mind the change. It's just different than what it was. If you accept it for what it is, and what it is is like, it's just as much about social issues as it is about the game and the backstabbing and the lying. I feel like they go hand in hand. Both things are equally focused on throughout the seasons, and I'm kind of okay with that. It's just I, I had to mentally shift what Big Brother was to me, and once I did that, like I'm I'm okay. I'm on board with it. But does that make sense? Like I feel like we're similar. Yeah. That we always thought it was th- like all about the game, but I mean our season in particular, like especially, we're like no, it's just yeah. as much about the social issues as it is about anything else. And yeah, I, I feel no, like- and I. And I- I get that and I do agree with that. But like to touch on like what Phil's saying, I think the aspect of like Twitter and it, that's the main reason why I've never joined it. Keeping it keeping it focused on game and also social like justices and injustices and in a lot of cases, I think is important. But like how you mentioned like Kenton Bunky, I think that Twitter and the opinions and the loud like armies of people feeling a certain way is what creates like an ugliness about it where I think that it could still be about social issues and game, but it not be like forced to have like such a one strong opinion or another, because then it like does take away from the game. Like maybe, maybe today they wouldn't be able to be friends because Twitter literally just wouldn't allow them to. And if they were, they would get like tormented for being friends or like, how could you ever forgive that? How could you ever? So I get what you're saying, Phil. Like, that's where the social media, like, the division of it. But I do agree with what you're saying, mm-hmm. Thomas, that it, it it does need to be a part of the game. Yeah. I mean, I you know, it's funny. I was thinking about this today. In mostly every season of Big Brother, the house guests get along until they get to the outside world. A hundred percent. Like, even when you fight with somebody... I mean, I remember you and Nick did Taco Tuesday and you were hugging immediately after. When you are just stripped bare of social media, your phone, outside factors, what you're left with at your core is just like most people, it's just a decent human being that's willing to forgive and willing to move on. And I don't think it's a coincidence that in most casts, they all get along, they all get over their shit in the house, but it's once they get out of the house... They hate each other. So-and-so doesn't talk to this one. And the the cast is split in two. There's two sides. And you see it happen with every single cast. There's not one cast that everyone talks to. 
Not one. A hundred percent. It's so that's cr- exactly it's crazy. Why. It's no, so I know, weird. But that, because when you get like what you said, when you're in the house, no matter how dirty you do each other, you are still very much in the mentality where, well, this is a game. I could hate them right now, but human connection is still human connection. And that's where the public and the social media, because when you get out and you're fed a narrative, you know, okay, well, this is the narrative that I have to go with now. And I can't, I can't forgive this person. I can't like this person because Twitter told me how horrible they are and they're wrong. And that it's, it's the division for me. And, but, but you're right. You're hundred percent right. And I think that's so interesting. Cause I never really like fully, like, I wonder how many seasons, if we went like season by season, like mm-hmm. we could p- pick out people like that. I bet you it's almost every season. I, I really mm-hmm. think so. I mean, when we were in the, I mean, our season, they don't speak, not everyone speaks to each other and we all got along. Like we really, when we were in the house, I mean, I, for the most part, I would say like we were one big happy family. It felt like, at least from my perspective, yeah. it felt like that. No, I, and then once we got out, it maybe there were divisions within the house, but it was not what it is right now. Nowhere near what it is right now. That's it. And you know what? I think for some reason and some people when they get out and they actually see what was said like behind closed doors and about them, I could understand there being a distance. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm close with certain people that I was really close with in the house and for, you know, reasons that have, you know, that just happened. But I feel like it's different. It's a different kind of, I think certain people break ties because they actually hear things from that person. Like, wow, that really hurt. Like, I'm really uh, disappointed in that. But a lot of people don't talk just because they think like, you know, is it really a lot worse than it was, you know? Yeah, 100%. Anyway, moving on. Um, So, What's interesting about this season is that we've got Suri and Jared playing, and they're a pre-existing relationship, mother and son duo. They're keeping it a secret in the house. Reminds us of us um, and us coming into the house. Yay! And yeah. um, People hate it. People hated that. <laughs> well, yeah, they did. And it's funny because I'm seeing a couple of things pop up about uh, it being whether or not it's an advantage that people with a pre-existing relationship come into this game and they bring up that all of these secret duos or pre-existing relationship duos that come into the game do really well. Liz and Julia, Dick and Danielle, me and you. Um, and then, I forget there was other, there was some more, but uh, basically I guess I just want to talk about our experience coming into the game as a pre-existing connection and hear what your perspective is on it. Like, what? Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, just to just to touch on um, Jared and Sari, I really honestly love the addition of them this season. Um, maybe I am biased because I was someone that was like part of a pre-existing relationship. So I guess I don't see like the big deal or like the huge advantage to it. I also just really so far, I'm sure we'll chat about it later, but Jared's like my number one pick right now. Um, Suri, I love too, but I feel like she's had her fair share of like reality TV. Like I'd rather him go further than her, but whatever. Anyway, I feel like, listen, I'm not going to sit here because I know you feel differently. You feel like it's more of a, I think a disadvantage, but I'm not going to sit here and say it's not an advantage. I do feel that the way that I look at it is when you go in that house, especially now, like modern day Big Brother, I feel like back in the day, alliances were made like week two, week three, and they were ironclad. Like you made an alliance, you took your time. You didn't make it day one, day two. You took your time, you sussed everybody out. You made an alliance and you wrote it out till the end. Final twos, final threes, final fives. Nowadays, I feel like Big Brother, there's like 45 different alliances. No one's really loyal. So you really genuinely feel so alone in there and have not a single person that you know that you could trust. I don't care if you shake and swear on the Bible and you say final two, you're still not really going to fully, fully trust your game in the hands of that person. And I do feel that when you go into it with a bond with someone else, at least I felt that nothing in the world could happen in that game that I we wouldn't have each other. I knew yeah. that no matter how batshit crazy I got, no matter what crazy shit I said or who I tried to work with or if we didn't agree, 
we would still be able to say like humble each other have real conversations talk each other off the ledge and just know that like no matter what like this person's got my back so i do feel like that i mean also for me you used the veto on me twice so obviously for <laughs> me it was a little bit of and i mean you know you know but what i'm I saying feel like, <laughs> you know what i'm saying, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but like yeah were there were there little tiny glimmers in the game where i did fear like oh my god he's gonna flip on me yes but if they lasted like a day that's a lot like and it was once maybe twice and at the end of the day like i i do feel like it gives you a sense of comfort and security knowing that you do have a person but it also adds a lot of things to be extra paranoid extra worried extra scared about god forbid you slip of the tongue you say anything like you know i that's why i tried to like play it in plain sight like i tried to like drop things how close we lived together just to assure that it, it there wasn't anything like to slip i was like you know if i'm gonna hide i'm gonna do it in plain sight but we felt differently about that like our tactics were definitely different because you were hysterical when it came to me <laughs> was uh one of those times in the shower what do you mean? Yeah, one of those times <laughs> that, that she would, she thought that maybe you weren't uh, you were going to flip on her. <laughs> no, it's another. Oh, I, yeah, I guess it's so. another oh, iconic yeah. moment. <laughs> it wasn't even that I thought he was going to flip on me in that moment. I was just so like beaten down by that week. I yeah. think that was when I was on the block fifth time or fourth and I just like nothing in there felt real to me. And I yeah. think even in the the subtitle. They don't say a real sentence, but I think what I was saying is like nothing feels real. And he was just, I guess, letting me know, like, but I'm still real. Like I am. And and oh. but no, I think the only time I was nervous about him flipping was when me and Nick really were at odds. Oh, and, yes, yes. And but I was like have, fighting. Yeah, I would have never. I mean, Nick knows I would have never chosen him over you it was always you i know um, he's, he's so salty about it still still to this day. so salty <laughs> he'll bring it up on the phone like i'll literally be talking to him like on a random tuesday and he'll be like yeah well you know i just i just still, still think it's so fucked up like thomas should have just let me know i never stood a chance like that's just messed up yeah he calls <laughs> like, me okay. a scumbag all the time he's well, like you're a scumbag the, the one thing you could have done is just told him don't do what you're, you're gonna do and i did no, but he said you I didn't did. tell him. No, I did. He's he's crazy. Don't listen to him. <laughs> he's crazy. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so I, you know what's funny? I'm going to contradict myself and say that I feel like it was a disadvantage for us. I've said that to you before because mm -hmm. we both play so different. Like, that's what it comes down to. We were both great players, but we played very different and... It was it, it. I was in a constant state of panic. That's what it was. But I wasn't panicking because of my position in the house. I was panicking because of our relationship. That was the truth. Like it was so scary to like just like juggle like how you were feeling and how I was feeling. Like that was so hard for me. Like so, I think in that sense, people would always say like you got an advantage coming in. But I'm like, there are disadvantages that come with being in a house together like that now it's yeah, funny because especially go you go sorry i was gonna say it's like if if especially if one person is more of a liability like i was a ticking time bomb i was a more of a liability to you and your like calm game so i could understand like that it's, you but know again it's just we were just different players like that's what it comes down to like we were we were both great but like i was more calm and you were a little more like chaotic is the best way to put it. Just like there was like tons of stuff happening all the time, but it was, it was great. It was just as great. It would not, none would not one way was better or worse than the other. It was just different. Like I look back now and I really feel that I don't feel like you were a liability. I don't feel like that. I really don't. Well, thanks. I mean, you, you made it further than me. So just one week. <laughs> You hit the block five times, you survived. Once I hit the block, I was gone. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I don't feel like it was an advantage for us. I, I do agree with you, though, that it, I always felt like I had you and I knew that you had me and that having that in the house was a gift. So but I, I got to really, say one thing. Go ahead. On, before you go there, I want to talk. bring it back to Sari and Jared's That's relationship. What I was do. So with them, 
I think it's an advantage. I well, think it's a full-blown advantage. There's be- a difference. That's why. Well, be- I think there is a difference because, A, they 100% knew that they were both coming in the house together. Yep. We did not know that. <laughs> but but with Jared and, like, Suri, yes, they knew 100% they were both gonna. So they had, like, time to, like, fully prepare right. their game right. and their tactics. And I also think that it's an advantage for them, too. This this part was a choice, though, because they're working on opposite, technically on opposite sides of the house or so the house thinks. Yep. Didn't we say we were going to try to do well, that? That's what I was thinking about, too. I think they're able to do it because she's a mother and he's yeah. her son. I think that they're yeah. naturally going to gravitate towards different groups of people because of their age bracket, honestly. And I feel like mm. with us, mm. we just gravitated towards the same people. So like, it didn't make sense for us to not connect at some point. We were like, because in the beginning, we were trying not to connect at all, me and you in the house. Mm. But then at some point, we were just like, we're literally best friends with all the same best friends. Like, it doesn't make sense for us to try and keep this like a hidden thing. Like we should just be connected. And also too, like, and I don't know if you felt this way, but like, I'm sure you did that early on in the game, you could go in with like a mentality, like, okay, I'm going to align with like these type of people, like the, sm- cause I, you know, your own strengths. So me, I was like, I want to align with like people that counter my strengths, like mm-hmm. smarter people, more timid people or more shy people. But when, once you get in that house, if if all these like really strong athletic people, these like jocks and these people that are like the popular people are just like you, you're with us. Like you're, you just say yes. Like you're yeah. just like, hell yeah. There would be no way that a, a, a group of seven on day two would come to approach me and say, you want in? And I'd be like, yeah, actually, you know what? No, I'm good. Yeah. Like I'm good. You can't. So I feel like we were both just kind of not recruited. Yeah, but like we, were. we were. Both sort of we were, we were pulled in. Movement not going to say no, you know? So absolutely. Our, I guess we, like you said, their age difference works for their yeah. advantage. It's so yeah. funny about that though. I, I went back and listened to an, an interview with you and Taryn Armstrong and you were like, I thought I was part of the core in the beginning. He goes, and I wasn't when I came out and found out that I was pulled in after it was already established. Yeah. He goes, that was, you know, that was news to me. Yeah, it was. I, I remember that. That's true. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Who are the standouts to you from this season so far? They're all messy. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I know. I, I can't wait to hear Phil's take, too. Um, so it's funny. Um, at the lip sync thing, you know how Ovi did like the little interview with all of us, like who our winner pick was? Yes. Um, mine is still... Same. Mine is preseason. It was Jared, and still now it is still Jared. Yep. Um. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe he will eventually get caught for being, you know, Suri's son. But something about him in his um cast reveal, he he's his energy just made. He was the first house guest to make me smile. Like as I'm watching, I'm looking at my phone watching. He made me smile. His energy is just very magnetic, mm-hmm. and seeing him as a as a man in this game and as a player, I think that he's navigating so far really perfectly between the professors and the I don't even I don't even know what to call them anymore. The handful, handful. the yeah. I think I that know. he's navigating really well between them right now. But I also just like like the things that he says. Like I like that he 
like how we were saying, like social end game. I feel like he balances both. I feel like he is there for the right reason and he's there to play a game, but he's also like mindful and I feel like he's inclusive. I just, I love him. Um, so he's definitely up there for me. Um, another standout, um, maybe I'm biased again, like Riley and Jag, I really do love them. I see like bits of myself in Riley. I feel like she was not afraid to win that first HOH. Like a lot of people are scared to win the first HOH. She was not afraid. Um, I do wish that she didn't like go quickly naming targets and names the first week. Like I didn't want to talk about who my target was until like halfway through the season. So I feel like that was a mistake, but um, I love her and Jag really would love for them to go far. If they happen to flip this week, I don't know, but, um, and, um, I really like America. America, I think, has the potential to go like final three. Um, I know that she was the first one to enter the house. And according to the BB curse, she won't win. But um, I could see her easy in a final three. And Felicia. I'm obsessed with Felicia. I'm obsessed with that. Felicia's (laughs) amazing. Um, I just, she's a riot. Yeah, I love her. She's so funny. Oh, the video of her on the Big Brother instagram she's like i need my snacks i want kettle chips i want jelly beans she's so funny i'm mm-hmm. obsessed with her too she's great the only thing that's, like the way she requests food is yeah. she just does it into the camera like she doesn't go to the dr and say hi i want this she'll look in the camera and she's like yeah i want that hard salami you know yep. super sada oh. <laughs> i'm like oh my god I'm a- i know i, I know. love her so much. she's so great um the, the one last thing though because before we leave yeah. serene and the son <laughs> um, she's also been on TV, and and I think that's another advantage that she has. And, yes, but you 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 guys hit the other ones. Yeah, that I that's had. true. That's true. She's been on shows before, but I will say this: I don't know if you're keeping up with the feeds, but this week has gotten messy. There, they were talking about doing a vote flip to potentially keep mm-hmm. Riley, and it has gone back and forth so many times. Sari is leading the pack. And it's really interesting because with Big Brother, the way that the the timeline works, you have days after the veto competition before you vote. In Survivor, you have six hours after the last competition till when you vote. So she's not used to having this much time, and it's it's kind of biting her in the butt. I think like it's 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 gonna it, get out. It's gonna get so now where they're at is that they're not keeping Riley. Riley's gonna go home, and. Uh, they're going to send out Cameron because they don't want to piss off Hassam, but Hassam's going to find out and get pissed off anyway. The damage is done. They might as well just, you know, send it. I don't know why they're like so scared of Hassam. Like, first of all, he can't play HOH two weeks in a row. And sec- like, I get that he's winning comps, but like, I feel like take your shot at him now. I really wish that Riley, cause like, I know that they're teetering so much. Like, I feel like every time I go on and read, they're back and forth. And that's a good point that you made about Sari. I don't watch Survivor. So I didn't know that it's such a smaller window of yeah. like, like, um, time but that makes sense like i wonder if all of her votes may have been different in her past seasons if she was given so much longer time like now Mm -hmm. it's so different but i really wish that riley like instead of like going in rooms and whispering and like trying to count her votes and trying to silently flip people she would just pull like a house meeting let's go keep me this is the reasons that you should keep me he's winning comps i'm gonna take a shot at him i can play an hoh next week he can't stop being scared he's gonna run your alliance and he's gonna win over all of you so take him out i will help like i feel like she needs to like be bold and not be like secretively trying to get votes behind people's backs like just go for it send i know send like if you Especially because if you think you're going home already, like that's how I was during like Taco Tuesday week. I'm like, I'm going home. So I am going to go balls to the wall right now. And I'm going to make it known who my targets are. And then she'll, she will still remain a target. So that's still great. Mm-hmm. But it, it buys her this vote. Like, I don't know. I feel like I hope that she like really sends it. You know, yeah. if she watched your season, she would know about this. Yeah. I don't know if she did though. I think she is a big fan of the show. I could be wrong, but that's what I think. You said before that she reminds you of you. I don't agree because I don't think she is bold, like you said. And I don't know. I'm I'm watching her arguments, like the like her campaign, and it's just not it. Like 
she's people are wanting her to step up to the plate and say the right things and she's falling flat every conversation that she has <clears throat> but they're still wanting her to they're giving her the opportunity to step up to the plate but she just can't do it like she every in every conversation she has it's if you have me if you keep me you're going to have me and my allies blue jag matt me that's four people but in saying that she's letting everybody know that she has four people or three people that are on the top of her list before them so it's letting right. them, like she has numbers behind her and that's dangerous people don't want someone with numbers uh, that's what mimi right. said so it's yeah. it, it's yeah, like she's shooting herself in the foot. It sucks because she does have potential to stay, but it's hers to lose and she's losing it, I think, right now. Right, like I feel like her angle needs to be more like, I have nothing right now. Take me, use me, use me. I am your puppet. I'll do whatever. I'll literally like, and I, yeah, right. Like you can't expose your totem pole because then they're going to know. Yeah, they're like, at the she's bottom. like, mm-hmm. you have all, I have all these people and, and everyone's like, well, then where do I fit into that equation? At the bottom of that list? Like, I don't really want you here if that's what it's going to be. But another yeah. point that she could make is that Cameron is actually, I think, because Cameron is one big question mark, he's a very dangerous player. Like, we don't know. He, I could see just flocking right back to Hassam next week if it serves him fit. So I just For think sure. having a question mark in the game is way more dangerous and scary than having somebody who you know where she stands, you know that she's loyal, you keep her, she won't go after you. Um, yeah. I just feel like for those reasons, Riley should be staying, or, but I don't think that she's going to use that campaign, so I don't think it's going to go away. Yeah, that doesn't look good for one of my players. I know. We have um, a Big Brother draft. I'll show you our, ah. our little poster. Angelica swindled us. Yeah, she did. Did you guys shoot? Was it random selections or no. you chose who you want? No. no, Angelica got to go first because she's the youngest. But what we didn't, it's I know. Because she's Angelica. <laughs> I know. So she went first because she's the youngest. But then where we messed up is then I should have gone first the next round. Then he should have gone first the round after that. She just went first in every round that we picked. So she has the best team. <laughs> That's why she should have auditioned for Big Brother. I know, I know. It's true. She swindled us. So yep. Who who are your like standout, both of you? Like who are your standout people so, right now? Right like, now. Necessarily favorites or who you think's gonna yeah. do well. And so I gotta be honest with you, right now I dislike Hissam. I think he's condescending and annoying. Condescending. I really can't stand him. Um, he's taking the, the list um, off the. I mean, he's on the top of my list right now of people I hate. You did mention uh, some of my favorites. I do like America. Uh, Riley was one of my favorites, and I think she's kind of funny, right? Like uh, tonight when she was in the DR, and she's like, "Why doesn't anybody listen to me?" Because she's telling them, "You know, you got to do this," and they're not doing it. And, and you know, the second one didn't hurt because uh, Red didn't get picked. But the first one did. Jared it could have saved yeah. her. Yeah, but he didn't want to. He's walking the line. I that, know. Like, he couldn't save her. I get yeah. it. Like, I understand that. But she, she, herself. she doesn't know that he's on the other side, too. She does now. Right. I don't know if she does. He? Well, she said on the episode, she goes, because Jag was like, I'm not going to pick you. I need you to trust me. She goes, that's what Jared told me. And look where that got me. So. Right. Right. But I still so don't think she him. knows that he's on the. They, she knows they, he's not 100% trustworthy. Okay. Yeah. But she, but I mean, she, yeah. she, they took, they brought Jared into the alliance and he went back and told the mother. And then she started getting interviewed. Like, who's in your who's in your group? You got a group, right? And start naming the names. And. Right. They have to know that there's somebody here telling the other side. Right. And, and yeah, I don't think it's like confirmed to her that he's with them, but I think she was just saying that more or less like, well, he let me down. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's what I'm saying. So I like her a lot, but she's going to go. That makes sense. Um, Who else? What about you, Thomas? My favorites are America and Nicole, Mimi. I really like her. She That was brilliant when she was doing she's with the math. You saw that video clip with the math? No, what? Oh, it was on Twitter. I, you know, I only get on Twitter during Big Brother season, but 
she's sitting there because right now everybody was talking about we're we're, we're going to go to sleep. We're going to save Riley, and she's sitting in a room on a board, and she's putting her hands like this, going, "Riley has an army." Does it make sense? The math doesn't add up. Why wouldn't we get rid of her and then get rid of Assam? I know, but I mean, listen, you can always find an argument. The argument that could be made for that is that Riley may have an army, but you know where she stands. She's loyal. And if you pull her, if you save her, you're pulling her onto your side. Cameron's a big question mark. He's going to flip flop. He has no one. And that's more dangerous. And I hate to say it. I hate to At say it. At least if Riley wins the next HOH, you, you know. know for for sure you can you can guarantee at least one of her nominations. Yep. Like yep. you know, at least them is Hassam. Where like Cameron, he could put up two other professors. You have no idea. At least with with Riley, she has a clear target. And I did. I think that's always an asset to keep in the game. The thing that uh, when you let these people stay in, like Hassam, ends up being like Jackson, where you can't get rid of them then. I mean, Jackson wasn't mm-hmm. winning competitions at this point of the season. I right. think that Hassam is but really you knew like that he shooting was, prematurely, though. You, you knew that that, that was intentional. Was, right. Yeah, you, but we didn't was, know for sure. No. We wouldn't know for sure, though. Like, what I'm saying is, it's you, I don't think it's fair to compare Hassam to Jackson because Hassam is winning. Hassam has won three out of the four competitions yeah. so far. And you like, can only win three out of four. You can't win four out of four because right. you can't win HLH right. twice. It's too much for the beginning of the season. Like, that's. That was yeah, like. Hassam's just choosing to be a show off. I feel like with Jackson, the moment he showed that he was winning comps, we should have got him out right away. That's yeah. when I, like, flipped and was like, oh, this guy, I'm not going to the end with him. Not a shot. Yeah. But I felt like other jack just was i guess a bigger target to certain people but yeah like if hassan wants to show off this early in the game and win these comps like they should take that as a sign like if he's winning this much boldly early when he doesn't even have to win imagine what he's going to do when he has to win like yeah yeah for sure you know what else is really interesting about the sari jared dynamic is that sari has attached herself to izzy so that the rest of the house actually sees them as a duo and not her mm-hmm. and Jared. So for this reason, I actually feel like Jared is super protected. I think that if Sari gets put on the block, because I do think that this potential vote flip will come back to bite her in the butt. And I think that um, her and Izzy will be the ones to wind up on the block for it, not her and Jared. So it'll it's, you, it's well- pretty good gameplay, I think. I agree. He's he's in a very good position, Jared. No, now uh, touching on the whole like Suri Izzy dynamic. How do we feel about Izzy in terms of do we think that she would ever use this as a tool, like for when she has to throw this information out there and destroy their game and say I know something, or do you think she just loves Suri so much that she would never, she would die on the sword for her? Well. I, I, if it was me, I'm gonna use the use the information. I, I don't know if she will though. <laughs> yeah, a week ago I said that she would use the information against them, but now seeing her on the feeds, on one hand she's like, I'm not emotional. I'll do whatever it takes not to emotional. win. Emotional. She says, well, she says that to people. <laughs> But on the other hand, like, I, I really hate, don't... I'm, I hate him. I, 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 I want to hate him. I can't I hate know. him. She's great. <laughs> but on the other hand, I just feel like I'm buying what she's selling. Like, I th- really believe that she's obsessed with Sari. Like, everyone on uh, Twitter is calling her Sari Fields. I mean, Izzy Fields. And it's so funny to me because she's, like, trying to be, like, the other daughter. So everyone's like, Izzy Fields! Like, it's so good. It's so funny. That's <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I mean, I think that she's like so, so loves her obsessed ride or die. But I think that if she starts to feel threatened, like, okay, Jared and Suri are going to maybe go further. And she sees it like maybe threatening her own personal game. I could see her saying, well, they're mother, mother and son. But in a sense... Like I was thinking about being a house guest in a house, like say you're down to like the final eight, final seven. And if someone out of the blue just says, well, hey, I know something, I would kind of question like, all right, well, you're telling us this now, but like you're only saying it because it's convenient to you. So you actually lied to all of us this whole season too. So yeah. you're also untrue. 
Yes. And you also, you know, so I don't know how yes. much I would like really trust anyway. That's, that's a great point. Mm. Like how much weight does it hold if you kept the secret too, Izzy? Yeah. Right. I love that. Did you slip? Did you see the slip up that Jared um, said about his like football coach? Yeah. Uh, you know, what is it? I did. It was, it's so stupid that the house cats fell for that. His answer. I, I agree. I mean, come on. Obviously, they don't play football. <laughs> what was it? I don't no, know anything saying, about this. He was he like was telling a story. Yeah, you tell it. You, you'd be able to describe it. So he was me. telling a story how his football coach would be like, go fields, go fields. And then he went. Fields is what my my coach was stupid and he thought that yards were fields, and they oh. fell for it. Yeah, oh no, he said, or he said something like, "Yeah, no, this coach was so crazy. He didn't even say run yards. He said fields. He wanted to run us. He wanted he, us to run fields, and everyone just bought it. Yeah, like, what's wrong what? with these people? <laughs> but I guess yeah, like, I, was, I was like, wow. But I guess it goes back to like when we were saying like hiding in plain sight, like. There's literally a conversation of when we were in the house where you're like, oh my gosh, so funny. We live right around the block from each other. Like, <laughs> like literally one exit away. Like you would think that like, people. Oh, I know your exit. Yeah. yeah I guess like, you sometimes exit. people just buy what you tell them. Like in a situation like that, if it's not game talk secretly behind closed doors whispering, right, right. then people are going to buy what you're saying. Because why would you lie about something like that in a group setting? You know, uh, I, since I, I played like, football, I would have known that's a lie. Right, and like, how lucky was he in this situation that his last name was Fields and not like Bennett? <laughs> like, you know what oh. I mean? Like, thank God his last name was Fields. Like, how else would you tie that into football? Right. Yeah. I know. That was good, I guess, thinking on his feet, but oof, yikes. Very scary. Yeah, I know. I, I, yeah. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, so let's see. We got a couple of questions from some listeners. Let's see what they're saying. Well, I got a question. Curious. I do have a question for both of you because I've been watching on Twitter and a lot of people are saying that they, that they are reading off a teleprompter in the DR room. And I wanted to ask you, I know I spoke to you and you said they don't tell you. They kind of give you like um, hints of what they would like to hear, but they, it's really your words, right? But now other people are writing, well, they've been doing that for years, reading off a teleprompter. And I just don't think that's the case. No, we haven't. I, we didn't read off a teleprompter. Right? In the DR, there's he's talking about. No, there's definitely no teleprompter. And if there was, I feel like that, I don't even feel like people would agree to read off of it. I mean, but they definitely like will paraphrase. Like if you say something like, oh, like, oh, great. I got to go make a deal with the devil. They'll be like, well, maybe we could say something more aligned along the lines of, and they'll, they'll like reword things for you. So that's why it probably sounds staged sometimes because it, it a little bit is but there's definitely no teleprompter there's just a little blinking light yeah yeah that's why I, that's um, what also I by the way are we when are we going to start calling twitter x are we going to ever make that jump or are we just going to just keep calling it twitter i just like the way twitter sounds when i get mad x yeah x is like uh, x anyway yeah. so this first question comes from marie rhoda who's most <laughs> Who's most likely to have a Taco Tuesday moment on this season? Ooh. Wow, good question, Rhoda. Um, it's tough because it's kind of too soon to tell. But if I'm... Because tr- I, I, when I think of Taco Tuesday, I think of like 
who's gonna come out of nowhere and lay it all on the line and like risk it all and blow up someone's game and whose game deserves to be blown up because like i feel like nick needed to be exposed in that moment and i was willing to throw it like all on the line so it's too soon to tell but i mean touching on what we just said like maybe an izzy jared Ooh, i could see it because i feel like izzy is volatile and chaotic like me and I could see her having like a blow up moment, like if she's on the block and they're safe, her being like, this is it. This is my final. This is I'm throwing it all. I'm throwing in the t- like I got to go for it. And and maybe Jared being like the Nick in that situation because he's playing on both sides and being like uh-huh. kind of so maybe, maybe is he Jared? Oh, I love that. This next question comes from Love of the Arts. What's your favorite experience or memory from Big Brother? Um, honestly, like, it's going to sound so, like, silly. But I would say, like, so for our season, it was much different than others. Like, um, I don't I don't think we had a live move-in. Yes. So they so we have feeds for, like, the first whole week. And for me, that was like my most memorable and the, my most enjoyed moments because A, we knew that there were no feeds. So it wasn't even like we were worried about what anyone thought of us. We were so bonded and we were truly, truly getting to know each other at that point. And we were all genuinely close. There was no fighting at that point. Yeah. Like people that are like enemies now, like even including myself, like, we were we were friends like we were close like it was it was it was just such a cool dynamic and we also did like really embarrassing shit that whole week like Bootsy the dog and we made up we made up a lot of our songs in the first week like we just for me the the camaraderie and like that family feeling like I would say was my favorite I mean um yeah because I mean, game-wise, my favorite moment was, like, staying over Sis, but it was also really sad and bittersweet, and I was so defeated at that at that time by then. So, yeah, I would say week one, honestly, before, like, it got ugly, you know? This next question's from LeeCon900. Why did you go into life coaching? Ah. Oh. My personal life. Love that. Um, so like, honestly, from a very young age, I, I knew that like, I had, like, I was pulled to like wanting to help people in like a, not in like an unconventional way. I just didn't know the route of how to get there. Like I changed my major a thousand times in college to like all different random things. I wound up with a psych major, but I still knew I'm like, this doesn't feel right. I don't want to be like a psychiatrist. I don't want to like prescribe medicine and be a doctor um so i kind of just like always felt pulled to that and i my favorite thing about like people is connection and talking and problem solving and i feel like now knowing what a life coach is like i feel like it's like this light bulb went off and is like well that's it that's my purpose life coaching i don't i don't want to dwell on people's past and traumas and whys and hows and let you know how does that make you feel crying i want to help people navigate their own lives and figure out like paths to happiness and success and you know like i always say like the whole manifesting thing I do believe that you are the creator of your future and of your life and every choice that you make and everything you see for yourself is going to be the the way that your life reflects and it pans out. So I just want to spread that. And yeah, I, I feel like I luckily have the freedom right now to be in school and not have to like be tied down to like a job job. So taking the next eight months to do that and I'll graduate in January and then I'll be able to take clients. I'm super excited about it. You're going to be so good. Oh, my goodness. Thanks. I'll be. You learn a lot about yourself in doing it, too. Like, life coaching isn't just about helping other people. It really is about, like, drawing inspiration from your clients. And, like, I feel like even just being in school, I'm doing, like, a lot of peer coaching with different students. And it's, like, the most enlightening, empowering thing. Like, you you learn a lot about yourself in it, too, which is so cool. So, So, uh... The HOH tonight. I mean, the veto. What'd you think of that veto? Well, it's funny because all of X was talking about how, well, no, 
on the feeds, they all the house guests were talking about how ruthless Hassam's speech was and how it was, you know, so cutthroat and it rubbed everyone the wrong way. But then what we saw on the show was really not that bad. So no, either the it, house guests are losing it or Big Brother editing is protecting Hassam. No, they, yeah, exactly that. It was supposedly so bad that they protected him. I don't know. I'm talking about the veto itself. It was so easy. I can't believe... 147. He he won it with one minute and 47 seconds. Cameron had two minutes and 10 seconds. Is it me, or do you feel like the competitions are kind of boring this season? Yeah, I, I even said it to Jamie. I was like, oh, wow, they're doing like these like random new comps that I've never seen before. Like, I've I, at a certain point, I do feel like people get sick of all the same comps, but some of them, keeping some of them the same is exciting. It's like legendary comps, which I hope we see some of. But I do feel like it was boring. I And I agree with you, Phil. Like, the way that they aired it, it looked so easy. But maybe they edited it. Like, maybe, like, the discs, like, the, the tracks actually did scramble it a lot more, but they didn't want to show each person, like, for, like, the whole comp. Yeah. So maybe they just, like, showed it in, like, a, a sped-up version to get to the point. Because if, if it was that easy as just going and putting three messages together, I feel like that is so I mean, easy. obviously, I, three of them were, were, you know, 147, 210, and 228 were the top three scores. Yeah. Now, you know, not everybody did well. Like, Matt didn't do as that well. And um, I think that hurt him, you know, because I know he wears earpieces and stuff. But... You know, having a hearing disability, that had to be hard to to try to figure yeah. that out. I, I personally feel like Big Brother should have planned better. And if they knew that they were casting a deaf contestant, they should have made sure they had all their ducks in a row before. Because you can't just throw someone in a house and expect them to perform the same way as other people. Like, I feel like it takes away it lessens his chances of performing well by just treating him like the rest of the house. But right. You don't also don't want to set him up to win. I feel like they should have either. And I love Matt. I really want him to go far, but they should have either not cast a deaf cast member or made sure that all these accommodations were squared away before the, the show started. And yeah. there's no way they were because that with Julie, that was cringy. Like he was sitting there. Yeah. And oh, that know, was so it sad. It was terrible. That was terrible. And and I think that's when they started to say, oh, we got to do something. Well, they said they put a microphone directly because here was the issue. They couldn't turn up the mics or the sound in the DR. You, you'll get feedback or people will hear you outside. People will hear you in the living room. So they can only turn it up so much until it becomes detrimental for his game because people will know his secrets. Right. So... They, right. So, but in that sense, I'm saying that they should have, if they knew that if they couldn't do that, there should have been a light, an extra blinking light in that room. And they yeah. let him know, hey, Matt, just, you know, when the light goes off and it blinks twice, that's Julie saying, thank you. You could say your goodbye and head out. Exactly. Yeah. Visuals. Create, create visuals for him. Be yeah. prepared. You're going to keep house. And, and yeah. this was not the competition for him. Yeah. Like, like they could have had this later on in the season or something like that. I know. I know. It's tricky. It is. It well, is. a lot of setup. A lot of time goes into the setup of the comps. So they, by the time they pick players for the veto, the competition's pretty much almost set up. So right. they probably were just like, Shit. once he was picked, they couldn't like, they couldn't uh, take apart the whole comp, and they were right. just probably like, all right, we'll figure it out. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. They there's. It's an interesting article. You guys should look at it because they're. They specify what accommodations okay. that they're making, and they—it's a long article. Yeah, There's a long list. There's a long list, but it's not <clears throat> enough. It's clearly not enough. There's still some struggles going on. And I also said I yeah. thought that people were like not really sprinting. Like Riley is going to go home, and she's like jogging. Where I think it's a lot more pressure to get this done fast. Yeah, I don't. Meanwhile, really... Heisen, when he when he got to that tuba, he literally was like shaking. Like, right, because <laughs> like, he oh, he God. said, "I've got to win this one because otherwise Riley's going to be off the block." Because one of these right. guys win, they're going to take her off. Yeah, I just feel like Riley's about... not doing it for me. Honestly, there's no fire well, underneath about... her. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. I think I I I think I've sympathized with her a lot, like during her hoh, because of like how emotional she was, and I 
saw myself. But game wise, I, I agree with you. But wait, what about when when he found out he won the veto, Heisem, and he was like, <gasps> like looking around for everyone to celebrate with him and then picks up Riley and is like holding her in the air. I was like, are you a crazy person? <laughs> like, I didn't. Like, I really was just so confused. I'm like, put her down, put her down, first of all. And the, the way he was, like, waiting for a big bear hug celebration, it's like, you're kind of on everyone's shit list right now. Everyone's sick of you, so do less. Yeah, he's going to be in for a rude awakening next week. I can't wait to see it all unfold, honestly. Yeah. I, would, yeah, I was praying for, the, for them to keep Riley just to see what happens to him, how mad he would get. But unfortunately, it doesn't appear that's going to happen. And um, yeah. actually, on on X right now, <laughs> Izzy's talking to Jared, and she's like, you know, I was thinking about saving her, but you know, she says, well, you and Saria running the house, like you don't say that. Oh my, yeah, she's so dumb. I'm sorry, <laughs> Riley's saying the craziest things. Everything you should not say <laughs> is what she's saying. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Yeah, so she's like, I can't save her now. I know. Yeah. She she shot herself in the foot. That's it. She's got to go. Cameron's going to make... He's going to stir the pot as the season progresses. It's going to be fun to watch. I'm excited he's staying. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about him yet, but I guess we'll see. Um, so before we go, I want to ask you, what's your life look like these days? I know you're doing your life coach school. Yeah, honestly, like that's my main focus right now is school and um I'm it's it's it is time consuming because it's a lot of like assignments and stuff on my own, but it is like I was saying before, it's a lot of like peer coaching. So, I have to do like 36 hours in the next like month or so of actual like hands-on coaching, swapping like client coach. So, that's like pretty much my main focus right now. Um yeah, I'm I'm, you know, married. My wife and I are in Jersey and we have our two little cavapoos and we're just enjoying the summer. Um, we're gonna be taking a trip to Sedona in October for my Aww. birthday. Nice. And um yeah, kinda laying low, you know, married life, just enjoying enjoying uh you know, the the pause before the next chapter. It was the best wedding ever. It was so much fun. Oh my goodness! It was. I, I wish we yeah, could go back. It was the best trip. It was I, so nice. Well, it was I magical. can't wait for yours. Yours is uh, yours is next. We'll I know see. it's been a lot of planning and stuff, but I am ready. We'll see what happens. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Can you clarify that? Because people are going to be wondering what you're talking about. No, it's just very stressful, and it's a lot to plan a wedding. Like yes. I. Yeah, it's it's a lot. But Unless it's not, you, I feel it, it, like, but it's not Joey. That's that's. Oh a, no no no! Yeah, of right. Not. The I, way you were like, we'll see. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Honestly, yeah, yeah, that response was like a little weird. Honestly. Oh my god, no! I didn't mean it like that. I love Joey. Of you course. Were like, I don't know. We'll see. No. Oh my god, no! It's just because I don't know what's gonna happen with the wedding. Like I'm. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> Like, I, I know like what that. it meant, but, like, other people might not. <laughs> Let this the title of the, of the episode, Let's Talk, We'll See. Oh, no, you're right. <laughs> Poor Joey. I love Joey so much. We're good. We're, we're, we're on. But I just don't know what it's going to look like. If it'll be a day at City Hall, if it'll be a day in the backyard, it'll if it'll be at a traditional ballroom, we don't know what's going to happen. Or, like, a mini destination. We're trying to figure it out. We'll we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, if you need any uh, uh, you know therapy people, I'm volunteer. Oh, he could use some therapy, honestly. So far, I I've been to three therapists, and they all think I'm perfect. But you know. Oh, you sound like a perfect candidate. <laughs> Wait, that's actually a great idea. You have to therapize. You have to have to therapize him and life coach him, please. It would be so good. I love it. Maybe we could do like um, a special edition of Real Talk. Let's talk fill in life coaching. Oh my god, you have to. That or would be like, great. or like, or like, can Phil be life coached? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, we'll that'll see. that'll we'll see. That'll be the next episode. I love that. Um, all right, well, thanks, Chris. One, two, three. It's, it's been, been real. real.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.